everybody. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Nick, and I'm with my friend Devlin. Somewhere over the rainbow. <laughs> yep, and based on that clue and the title of the episode that you clicked on, today is our top 10 classic movies from 1906 from the first feature film to 1969. Man, I hate classic films. <laughs> nah, just kidding. I like them. They're, they're, they're good movies, I guess. I don't know. I love classics. The classics are just so good. And yeah, I, I just love the classics. And they're good. I haven't seen many, so I can't say. I've, I've seen... seen quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. I'd probably say my favorite genre of the classic era would probably be drama. I don't know, horror, I guess. Who knows? Drama and animation, because there are some very good Disney movies, so. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I say horror, I guess. Because Universal yeah. Monsters? Oh, yes, Universal Monsters. And, I, yeah. I've seen. Yeah. yeah I've, and speaking of Universal Monsters, if you like Universal Monsters, wow, I think this is our first promotion after almost a year of the podcast. But if you like Universal Monsters, we actually ranked the Universal Monsters oh movies. Oh, God. Get the so. Yeah. I don't like that. Same. Yeah, that will they, never happen again. video because we'd be saying, drop that like button. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately on Anchor and Spotify, you cannot like, comment, subscribe. Uh, you can follow on Spotify, though, and favorite on Anchor. So make sure to favorite or follow us. Oh, God. <laughs> anyway, let's just get into this. Enough. Right. Crap. Yeah. So, yeah, we're, we're doing the classics from 1906, from when the first feature film, True History of the Kelly Yang, was released, up until 1969, when the MPAA allowed rated R movies for Hollywood. So, yeah, that's our range. Same, but the golden. I was gonna watch eight and a half, but then, uh, yeah, I didn't. And um, the golden age of Hollywood ended in 1963, but in my opinion, I think the classic era would have been 1969 for the end. Sure, it's still part of the silver era or whatever that next part's called. But I think what before 1970, everything was G or PG rated. But they didn't have any of what top like blood, gore, nudity. They didn't have any of that in the movies. But then when they allowed rated yeah, R... They did, actually. Yeah, and then from 1970 to 1972, I feel like Hollywood was trying too hard to make rated R adult movies instead of f- focusing on the story for a lot of them. Oh, God. Sure. You're calling the Godfather garbage. Sure, there, there are good movies. Like there, Godfather, Duel, um, Patton. Like there are a lot of good movies from that era. And there are some rated R movies that are really good. The French Connection, it won Best Picture. There are good ones, but just not as many as there were from the 40s, 50s, 60s. So, yeah. Yeah. So I need I need to still see stuff. I need to see. Uh, I do too. 
Uh, Playtime, I need to see. Yeah, there's a ton. I'm bringing up Baby, Notorious, Rebel Without a Cause. Yeah. Oh, man, I should have watched Rebel Without a Cause. So dang it. Sorry, I want to watch Playtime, but... Mm. Yeah, The Graduate. Sorry, I'm, I'm literally about to watch The Graduate. Probably should have delayed it. So I did. Probably live in my top ten. Anyway. Yeah, sorry, sorry, Sebastian Wilder, but I can't put Rebel Without a Cause. Yeah, 2001, I haven't seen... Oh, yeah, 2001, I needed to see that one. Oh, man. Parts of it, it sucked. <laughs> I probably wouldn't make the list anyway. You know, Plant the Apes, uh, there, there's a ton. You know, Seven Samurai, I've seen a lot. So. Yeah, I, I just love the classic era. And then Hidden Fortress, Yojimbo. Right. Sunrise. Yeah, there's a lot. The Day yeah, of Earth Stills. Yeah, still. I haven't seen that. The Third Man, All About Eve, Key Largo, Treasure of the Sierra Madre, A Matter of Life and Death. Coffin Joe, I haven't seen. And Double Indemnity. Yeah, there's a lot. 47 Ronin, Great Dictator, His Girl Friday. Home. East of Eden. Yep. Yeah. Godzilla yep. Uh, raids, Raid Again. Is that what it's West Side Story. Oh, I should have watched West Side Story. Dude, you should have attended uh, TMC or the Turner Classic uh, Movie Festival. Whatever well, it's called. All it was was just the movies streaming on HBO Max. It's still a film festival. Yeah, but all it really was was just, hey, look, we're just celebrating movies on HBO Max. So I thought it was cool, but it's not that big of a deal for me. It was still a film festival. Yeah, it would have been fun to participate, though, but I just didn't see anything. But the movies they considered classics for that, like, come on, Star is Born, 1976, Speed is a classic. And guess what? None of the movies I watched there are on my list. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, producers, producers, trash. They considered Independence Day a classic. Like, come on, it's not old enough. It is complete garbage from no, what that, I that that wasn't even at the festival. Yeah, it was. It was under Turner Classic Film Fest- Film Festival. I looked at all the movies that were on there on HBO Max and Independence Day was there. The A and C, which has all the movies. Maybe. It's shut up, motorcycle. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Anyway, let's yeah, get to Turner Classic Movie yeah. Film Festival garbage. Yeah, but uh, Producers is good. But it's not top ten classic worthy. It's four and a half. I, but I, I really liked Producers. It was funny. It sucked. Anyway, let's get into it. Alright, so how should we do this? So should I go first this time? Should you? Uh, you. Alright, now my number ten is Wizard of Oz. Whoa. Yeah, I originally when I made this list, this was not on my top ten. But you told me about Wizard of Oz, and I went, oh my gosh, I can't believe I forgot Wizard of Oz. So then I went through my top ten, and it went over what was originally my number ten, and then number nine. But Wizard of Oz, it ended up in number ten this time. But for me, the cinematography in this is excellent. There are very good shots, and the soundtrack to this movie is pretty good. But the storytelling in this movie, it just works in every single way. And I think the production design is really cool. They have the castle. They have the, all of it. It just looks really good. 
and then the characters in this are classic characters like Dorothy, Scarecrow, Tin Man, Cowardly Lion, Wizard, but the Wizard of Oz, um, the witch, like both witches, Glinda the Good Witch. But all the characters, you know who they are because they're just super iconic and classic characters. And the execution in this movie is just phenomenal. And Wizard of Oz is really just a timeless classic. Yep. Uh, number 10. I had a hard time with this. Uh, I did too. Uh, well, my number 10. There's two movies going between. Uh, but my number 10. I had to have a silent movie on here. So I chose Nosferatu. I love Nosferatu. Yeah, uh, not a perfect movie or anything. It's a good movie, though. My favorite silent horror movie. My favorite silent movie, honestly. I almost chose Cabinet of Caligari, um, which I love. But I'd, I'd rather watch two first. Caligari's a little eh, kind of boring at times. Yeah, I rewatched that one. I didn't really like it again. That sucks. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, Nosferatu is the most creepy. Um, yeah. Like, yeah, it doesn't Nosferatu. creep me out a ton, but... Yeah, and, like, the... The look... Like, it's just a good movie. And I'm not a silent film guy, either. I hated City Lights. Yeah. I hated... Uh, what's that one silent movie? I don't know. I don't care for silent movies yet. I like this movie. And Calgary, so... Uh yeah, you know it's a good movie when I liked it, and I hate silent movies. So yeah, yeah, I love Nosferatu, but it's not like, top ten worthy for me. Right. All right, number nine, Casablanca. <laughs> this was originally my ten, and then it passed Wizard of Oz when I rewatched it this afternoon. Casablanca. <sighs> this movie. Oh, man. Sucks. Casablanca, the crafting in this movie is just excellent. And the cast in this movie is just really good. Humphrey Bogart, Ingrid Bergman, they were both fantastic in this. And then the combination of the war drama and the romance, it's just fantastic. And the characters in this movie are all great. You want the best thing or worst thing for these characters, um, depending on who the character is. And the directing in this movie is just really good. Michael Curtis was very good. And then the world building is great. You feel like you're there with the way they built it. And you can see how everybody's feeling in this situation, whether it's Humphrey Bogart, Ingrid Bergman, or just random citizens there, how they're feeling in the situation of being in Casablanca during World War II and wanting to escape. You see how everybody feels in this situation. And they did that in a perfect way. And then the pacing, it is a bit slow, but it needs to be slow. It needs to be pace slow so it can develop everything you like about the movie and the ending to this movie is just one of the best endings I've ever seen and this movie really is a masterpiece so Casablanca number 9 alright I'm having such a hard time with 9 8 and 7 I don't know which one of these I like I don't hmm alright so my number 9 I'll, I'll screw it I'm gonna say <sighs> Hammer Dracula. That's what I'll say. Yeah. Hammer Dracula. Number nine, Hammer. Uh, it's the only Hammer movie on the list I have. Uh, Curse of Frankenstein almost made it. Um, 
but I personally prefer Hammer of Dracula, just because Christopher Lee, he's amazing as Dracula. He's the best Dracula ever. Um, yeah, he's great. Uh, Peter Cushing, also best Van Helsing ever. Um, can get a little boring at times, which is why it's number nine. But I think it's a great vampire movie, and it was like uh, super groundbreaking at the time. Um, well, sort of uh, for horror, because it was like it showed a lot of gore and. Yeah, like, literally the movie begins with blood drifting on a grave. So it wasn't messing around, and yeah, I really like it. And the final, well, yeah, the visual, the effects for uh, the final sequence are great. So, yeah. Alright, now my number eight is Harakiri. If you haven't heard of Harakiri... It is a 60s Japanese samurai movie, and this movie is just garbage, garbage. Oh, oh. It, watch it. What, did you finish it? Garbage. <laughs> what, did you finish it? No. Oh. Yeah, you right, were well, messing with you. I'm no, I've never even seen a second of it. Oh, but did you take a picture of Seven Samurai when you were pranking me with HBO Max having Harakiri? It did have Harakiri. It did. Oh, well, it must have gotten taken off then. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, Harakiri. The writing in this movie is just fantastic. With the way they were able to do everything in this movie, and the pacing in this movie is just great. The way they were able to set things up in there um, with this pace, it was great. And then the characters are all interesting. And the movie itself just looks really good. There are some really cool props, set pieces. It all looks very cool. And the execution for this movie is fantastic. And then you also have some really good character development for where each character is and how it ends for them. And it's just a fun movie to watch, even though it is a very serious storyline. I think it is fun to watch, especially when you get to the ending. It is really cool. Alright. Number 8. I'm surprised this is number 8. Because I find this movie overrated. But it's 12 Angry Men. Whoa. Yeah. Wait, why are you saying whoa? You said it's overrated. It's... Uh, it, it is. It's overrated. I'm sorry. I don't think this movie is a masterpiece. Um... Did you watch it with the ads? No. Oh. Yeah, but I, I found it overrated. I'm sorry. What? Because if you watched it with ads, then it would have broken the tension. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, it, it's, a great, it's a great movie. But I, I don't think it's a masterpiece. Everybody calls it a masterpiece. Even freaking Chris Stuckman calls it a masterpiece. Like, what's so amazing about this movie? It's a really good movie. I don't think it's that good. But, I mean, the performances are great in the movie. The tension is... Yeah. Um, 
yeah, the plot is really interesting. And yeah, I, it's a great movie. I guess I can understand why people call this masterpiece, but I, I don't call it a masterpiece. I don't. I think it's overrated. All right, now my number seven is The Jungle Book. <laughs> it, it's a classic Disney movie, but honestly, this the is. John, yeah, John Favreau did a good job directing. This is the animated version, but yeah, John Favreau does a good. I know you're joking, but John Favreau did a good job with the remake. But anyway, Jungle Book, it's just a classic Disney animation movie, and the world building in this movie is just excellent with Mowgli's journey and then how they built the jungle for him to go through. It is fantastic. And then the animation in this movie, it's good. But it has the Xerox method where you but you can see every single line that they drew on the character on these characters. So I'm not a big fan of the Xerox method of that, but other than that, the animation is good. But the soundtrack is just fantastic. You have bare necessities, wanna be like you, trust in me. They're all just really good songs from Disney, and then the writing in this movie is great, because it's 70 minutes, but it feels just that you've... I can't really think of what to say here, but the way they wrote it in 70 minutes, it they got the story complete, and it did a great job at getting everything that they needed in this movie as good as the... But they got everything complete in 70 minutes better than the two-hour John Favreau remake, you, that's that's what I'm looking for. Anyway, but it's just a lot of fun to watch because you have these fantastic characters, and to me, the characters are what make this movie fantastic. Mowgli, Baloo, Bagheera, Ka, Shang, not not Shang Chai, uh, Shere Khan. Shang Chai. <laughs> I said Shang Chai because Shere Khan and Shang Chai start with an S H, and I was looking at Marvel Shang-Chi's names. No, Shang-Chi is not in the Jungle Book. I was looking at Marvel memes before we started this. I'm in the Marvel mood right now. <laughs> but the character... watch a Marvel movie right now. I'm waiting until Shang-Chi comes out to do an MCU marathon. Hmm. Actually, no, I can't because Black Widow won't be out. <sighs> Dang it. But anyway, just it's the characters that really make this movie as good as it is. And they're each distinct and fun to watch, and they get the perfect wrap-up um, for their character arc. So The Jungle Book, top five Disney movies, and it's just amazing. All right, what's my number seven? Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, number seven, Dr. No. Yeah, James Bond. Um, no class. It's my favorite Bond. Jeez. Anyway, uh... Like Goldfinger, that's a good one. That's a. I almost chose uh, my favorite Bond movie, or well, my second favorite Bond movie, Live and Let Die. I mean, Roger Moore, he does an amazing job on that movie. He's so good. But anyway, uh, no, I chose uh, Doctor No. It's it might just be nostalgia, but I personally prefer this one over Goldfinger. It's really close though. They're both good. But yeah, uh, rest in peace, my boy Sean Connery. Still, the best Bond. He's great in this movie. I think the villain is great in this, and like the action's good too in this movie. Um, yeah, I I really, 
um, like this. It start. It is the first Bond movie, so yeah, it's really an important movie. Um, yeah, I really enjoy it for sure. And Doctor No is my favorite Bond movie so far. I've seen all the Connery movies, I've and then seen, I've seen every Bond movie. And it's... Nice. Yeah, I've seen all Connery and then Majesty's Secret Service. I haven't gotten to Roger Moore yet, but I'm really planning on it. Yeah, I'm watching them all next or in the summer. So. It might change. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta rewatch them. All right, now my number six, The Maltese Falcon. <laughs> the Humphrey Bogart version, not the '30s one. <laughs> Why are you laughing? It's a timeless classic. Just watch it. It's it's amazing. Anyway, the Maltese Falcon, another Bogart movie on my top ten. It's truly the best noir movie of all time. It really is. The mystery in this movie is expertly crafted. It's faithful to its source material. I read the book Maltese Falcon before I watched the movie. It is faithful to the source material. It doesn't really change anything. It does a very good job with that. And the movie unravels very quickly. But it it doesn't go too fast or slow. It but solves the mysteries as it goes on at the perfect pace. And the cast in this movie is really good. Humphrey Bogart was very good. Peter Lorre. So everyone is very good in here. And the character arcs are fantastic. How it ends with every single character. And the way they wrapped it up is, again, another movie where it's one of my favorite endings. Like with just how they chose to wrap it up. The perfect shot they did. It's just perfect. Everything pays off in that ending. So Maltese Falcon, number six. All right, my top six dude this is so hard my top six ah it is it it really was hard for me right now i'm feeling number six psycho um yeah it's a good movie or well it's a great movie but right now it might go higher i don't know it's hard right now i'll go psycho though uh but yeah i yeah, this movie's amazing. Betch Hitchcock for sure. I like North by Northwest. That's a good one too. Honorable mention. But Psycho, it's an amazing movie. I mean, everybody's talked about it. Norman Bates, or, well, yeah, he's one of the best villains ever. And, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, and, you know, a uh, sad thing about this movie is I got it spoiled for me before I watched it. Kind of sucks. So I knew going into it that Norman Bates was the killer. Um, but it still didn't detract from the movie. It, it was still, I still really um, loved it. And, you know, of course, the famous shower scene is iconic. I, I mean, the directing in this movie is great. It's also, fun fact, the first movie to ever show a toilet. Um, so, yeah, I find that interesting. You know, any movie, you know, the first movie that ever showed Toilet, yeah, you gotta put it pretty high on your list. Uh, and yeah, it's 
It's not super high, but yeah, it's psycho. I mean, is there really much to say? I don't know. Oh, well, I mean, I think the only flaw with the movie is the, uh, is they explain it at the end. If it, if that scene wasn't in there, I would give it A+, plus and probably be higher, but, mm. Alright. Now, I, I just want to mention before I get in my top five, every single movie in my top ten classics is in my top 50 of all time. Wow, they're all A+, plus, or, or yes. Five out of these five. Are all, yeah, these are all A plus five out of five for me. Yeah, they're these my top three are A plus for me. Nice. Oh. Alright, now my number five for what I'm about to say for my number five may sound familiar from last week. Number five, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Oh come on. Yeah, good, the bad, and the ugly, number five. So this movie is just one that I can't explain how much I love it in words. Besides the ones I'm about to say again. But Clint Eastwood, he was so good in this movie. And everyone else was good, but I don't think anybody compared to Clint Eastwood's performance in this movie. He was fantastic. Too and cool. Eli Wallach was good. And, well, he, he was great. But I thought Clint Eastwood was better. But the score is just one of the best scores I've ever heard. Like, the two... Main the score pieces that are iconic are the good, the bad, and the ugly theme, which has been covered many times, and then Ecstasy of Gold, which has been used in commercials. I can't think of any other um, movie score that has been in commercials. Beverly Hills Cop. Oh yeah, Beverly Hills Cop. Star Wars probably has. I'm just if, kidding, the, if the commercial is not been used in commercials, but if. If the commercial isn't like relating to the movie, or it's not a movie trailer, I cannot think of any other commercial that I've seen that uses a movie score not relating to that movie at all. That's just how iconic and fantastic this score is. There are ones in here, too, that are just fantastic that I've listened to on their own before. And then each act in this movie is distinct. You have the first act setting everything up with Blondie and Tuco. Second act is all Civil War. Third act, they're finding the gold. Each act is just distinct in its own way. And the characters are just some of the best characters ever. Man with No Name is one of my favorite movie characters of all time. Then you have Angel Eyes and Tuco. They're all just super good. And then the pacing in this movie is fantastic. I remember last week I said it got a little slow in the middle. But more I think about it, it really wasn't. Because they needed all of that to set it up. It may be slow moving, but that's what it needed. So I think that works. And then the execution in this movie is just a genius. The way they did all that, fantastic. And this is really the best Western movie ever made. And you can also call this a war movie, too, because it deals with all the Civil War stuff. So call it a war movie, a Western yeah. movie, hybrid, but it's the best Western movie ever made. So I guess for a few dollars more is even higher. Just do your number five. All right. Uh, all right, number five. So, all right. I almost had this number uh, six, but I didn't. Uh, so I had to move it up just because of the ending. Uh, and it's it's a wonderful life. Yeah, I think oh, I'm talking- I love it's a wonderful life. I think.
about this movie enough. So here's like the 16th time I talked about this damn movie. Anyway, yeah, it's a wonderful life. It's amazing. It gets a little slow in the first half. Doesn't really detract too much. Honestly, it probably is an A plus because it doesn't the it gets the fact that it does get a little slow, but it doesn't get too slow to the point where it's like a fatal flaw. So it probably is an A plus. But yeah, second half though is amazing. Seriously, I was engaged in this movie. I was like, damn, this this movie's cinema. This is cinema. It is. Um. Yeah, it's. A movie I'll watch every Christmas. Same here. Um, I'm gonna watch every. I I guarantee Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street is not as good as this. Probably isn't. It's hard to beat. It's so good. Yeah, I love it. It's amazing. All right, now my number four. Oh. All right, now my number four, Throne of Blood. Well, I went into this movie not expecting to like it this much. But Throne of Blood, look, this is just a movie where Kurosawa made a super, super well-made movie. But the entertainment value is just as good as the filmmaking. That is good. And the characters in this movie are just super good characters. And they're fun to watch. All of them are. And then the journey we go on here is fantastic. This guy... But given the prophecy, it's just a very good journey here. And then the storytelling is fantastic. And the themes in this movie are handled nicely. And I liked how they took all of that. And then the ending to this movie is perfect. And when that ending came, I was going, wow, that is an ending. And it's just a lot of fun to watch. So Throne of Blood, it's fantastic. Number four. All right. Uh, number four. Is Bride of Frankenstein. It's probably, probably, I don't know. It might be number three. I don't know. But it's staying number four for now. Uh, but yeah, my favorite Universal Monsters movie. I grew up watching this movie, so it's very nostalgic. It might be this high just because of nostalgia. But I remember, it's an amazing movie. I almost picked the first one, um, but I think this one's a little better. It's got. Uh, the, uh, another doctor, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, Dr. Pretorius, that's his name. Yeah, he's, he's great. He's, like, honestly, I like him more than, uh, uh, Dr. Frankenstein. I love him in this movie. He also got the bride in there who's in it for, like, one second, and then she gets blown up. Yeah, um... Yeah, it's a great movie. Uh, there's also some humor in there, too, which I like. Um, yeah, I think it's just a way better movie than the original. I think it's better. Well, it's a better made movie, I think, probably. Also, the Son of Frankenstein's really good, too. So, honorable mention to that. Alright, now before I get into the top three, I'd like to give some honorable mentions. Now, two of my honorable mentions are in my top 50. I'm going to get those out of the way first. So the first one, which would be 11th, is for a few dollars more. 
I decided to drop for a few dollars more a little bit on my list. So a few dollars more is an honorable mention. It's a very fun Western. And in the Dollars trilogy, it's probably the most fun to watch. Then 12 Angry Men is my other one. 12 Angry Men, 5 out of 5, fantastic. Just the way they were able to have all this in one room and it doesn't get boring. It, it mesmerizes me. And then Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, you got another, another Disney movie. The start of the Disney animation is a very good start. It's truly amazing. And then Psycho. It's one of the best horror movies. My favorite Hitchcock as of now. But Psycho, like what Devlin said, it is truly one of the best horror movies of all time. And then Norman Bates is one of the best horror villains. So Psycho, my last honorable mention. Uh, okay, I guess I'm doing honorable mentions. Uh, what honorable mentions do I have? Oh, okay. Um, Citizen Kane, I got. That's a good movie. Overrated, but it's still pretty good. Fantasia, that's a good movie. I love Fantasia. Uh, it's a music movie. Uh, you might have heard of it. Halgari, I mentioned. Uh, Night of the Living Dead, love it. Huge Zombie. I'm a huge uh, fan of Sonic movies, so I love it. It's got its problems, though. It's there's quite a bit of flaws, but I I like it. Uh, all the all the other Universe Monster movies. Um. Oh, the Mommy and the Curse of Frankenstein. I'm talking about the Hammer Mommy, and then Curse of Frankenstein. Uh, they're great. Um, really all Hammer horror movies are great. So, like, uh, Frankenstein Must Be Destroyed is a really good sequel to the first Frankenstein. Dracula's Risen from the Grave is good, too. Um, I think that's it for honorable mentions. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, check those out as well. They're good movies. Um, yeah. Think, oh, Freaks. I love Freaks. That's a really good one. Oh, King Kong. I forgot about King Kong. Uh, that's a great movie. And um, and then North by Northwest is pretty good, too. That one looks like it could become my favorite Hitchcock movie because I prefer the North by Northwest genre over horror, so I might end up liking mm-hmm. that one more than Psycho. I didn't. Thinking I like horror more. All right, now my number three. You are going to get mad at my number three. Pinocchio. <laughs> the Disney Pinocchio. <laughs> oh man. I, I love it so much. It is in my top three Disney movies of all time. I love Pinocchio that much. But it's Dan Merle's favorite. It is? Yeah. Oh, Lion King and Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Shout out to Dan Merle. He's in the <laughs> audience. <laughs> Pinocchio's my number three, so I'm okay with that. Even the Lion King's my favorite movie of all time. But anyway... Pinocchio, it's my favorite of the classic Disney movies. My favorite from the Golden Age, Silver Age, Bronze Age. It's my favorite old Disney movie. 
And the writing in this movie is some of the best writing from a Disney movie, period. Whether it's animated or live action, some of the best. And the characters in this movie are all iconic, especially Jiminy Cricket. He is one of the central, iconic Disney characters. Like Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse, Goofy, Donald Duck, they're all the, the, the four Disney characters. But when you're, girl, when you're going to the movies themselves, Jiminy Cricket's one of the big ones. He's like one of the S-tier movie characters for Disney. So you got to mention him. And then Pinocchio and Geppetto are both fantastic. Stromboli, very underrated Disney villain. Honest John and Gideon, more super underrated Disney villains. I love the villains in this movie. And then the adventure we go on is super fun, and it's perfectly crafted. And the character arcs are done well as we see Pinocchio's journey. And then Jiminy Cricket's also got an arc. I really liked, and he, Jiminy Cricket grows throughout the film. And I really liked how they did that. And then the world building is great. You feel like you're with Pinocchio. That's just how good it is. And then the execution is great. And the animation in this movie is really good. It's better than the Jungle Book animation, in my opinion. And this movie came out 27 years before. And it's just a perfect animated Disney classic. And it is one of Nicolas Cage's top five favorite movies of all time, according to Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Number three. Ooh, actually, my number number three and two, I change. Yeah, screw it. Alright, my number three, Wizard of Oz. Yeah. I just actually just rewatched this literally right before this. And yeah, it's a good movie. Honestly, it might be an A+. I don't know. Yeah, screw it. It's A+. It's my number 20 favorite movie of all time. Probably need to change that, but... Yeah, um, I love this movie. Super nostalgic movie for me. Uh, and, and like, the characters are great. Dorothy, uh, Judy Garland, that's her name, yeah. It does an amazing job as, uh, Dorothy. It's, um, people who play, uh, Tin Man, Scarecrow, uh, yeah. But, yeah, um, the music in this movie is great, too. And, like, this movie is, like, um, a musical. And I don't like musicals yet. I love this one. So, yeah, I rate it very, like, if you get me to, like, a musical, yeah, I rate it pretty high. Um, yeah, it's great. I really, um, love this uh, movie. I don't know what to say. I just really, I don't know, it's a very happy movie. And, you know, the Wicked Witch of the West is a great villain as well. Everything about this movie is amazing. Yeah, it really is. Wizard of Oz is just fantastic. Aren't you there? Yep. Uh, all right. So number two, Seven Samurai. Another Akira Kurosawa movie. And I've seen three samurai movies from Japan, and all three of them made it into my top ten. I've, I've seen the three best ones, I think, but the three highest rated. So I think that's why... Redbeard? I don't have a way to access that, and I want to so bad. Is that movie huh is that a samurai movie 
It's Kurosawa, but I don't know if it's Samurai. I don't think it is. I think it is. But I know it's a Kurosawa movie. I know. Yeah, but this, Seven Samurai has masterpiece written all over it. The characters in this movie are all great. Are Seven Samurai, and they all learn something in this movie. Each and every one of them, they learn something out of this experience. And then the production design in this movie is great. It all just looks fantastic. Then the drama in this movie, they did a really good job handling all the drama going on with everybody here. And the action is just super entertaining. Every scene with the samurai battles and all of it, it looks it looks great and it's very entertaining to watch. And the movie's super well written with the way they were able to do all the drama in here. And Kurosawa's directing was really good and it was very well made. And the execution in this movie is just wonderful. And I don't think it's as fun to watch as Throne of Blood is, but this movie to me is more, it's a more rewarding and epic viewing experience, which is why I like it more. So Seven Samurai, runner up to my favorite classic of all time. All right, number two. Uh, we talked about it last week. The Good and the Bad and the Ugly. My 16th favorite movie of all time. Nice. Uh, probably go down, honestly. Probably go down to like 19 or something. Uh, yeah. It's a amazing. It's a near. The Del Beam is a little not good, but other than that, yeah. I mean, there's. We said basically everything last week, so I don't really think there's anything to say, but. Uh, yeah. Uh, direction is amazing. Sergio Leone, you know. Full, this is when he became just an amazing director. And, yeah, he's... I wish he made more movies. Um, and I know a lot of people say Once Upon a Time, The Lost Better, but it really isn't. It's so boring. Uh, yeah, which literally came out at the tail end of the 60s. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, I, I really love Good Man and the 3 main performances are all fantastic. Tuco and Man from No Name are some of my favorite movie characters ever. Love them, especially the Man with No Name. He's amazing. And that final third act, ooh, that's cinema. That is cinema. Like I mentioned, you know, like great endings, man. Classics have some good endings. Um but yeah, I, I it's an amazing movie. Yeah, and I forgot to mention that when I was talking about Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, the ending to the movie is one of my favorite movie endings. Oh, yeah. Well, the, theme, the theme. Yeah. Uh, my favorite besides Belly Hill's Cop. So, wow. Dun, dun. Yeah, but with the ending for Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, it's the runner-up to my favorite movie ending. La La Land's my favorite movie ending. Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, and Lion King are probably two and three. I don't know my favorite. It might movie ending. Uh, Evil Ed 2's got And Casablanca. We need to do top ten movie endings one day. I know. Yeah, we, we couldn't think of anything when we were planning season two, but now we're thinking of everything at the end, so. Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah. That would be a good list. It would. Anyway, yeah, that well, good bad season three. Masterpiece. It is. All right, um, now your favorite. 
All right, now we're at our favorites. Oh, man, uh, we made it through all this. All right, my favorite classic movie of all time, my favorite from the era we're covering, Plan 9 from Outer Space. No, it's Planet of the Apes. Thanks for spoiling, dang it. Yeah, my number one is Planet of the Apes. Oh, it actually is? Yeah, Planet of the Apes is my number one. I just guess. Well, I did text you my list, so... Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's what I thought you were looking at. Yeah, but I was joking with Plan 9 from Outer Space. I haven't seen it. I was just trying to... I see that movie, though. Because it's in a massacre top 50? Yeah. It's his favorite classic movie. But King Kong is his favorite. No, it's actually... It's a man, 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 wolf. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, King Kong's number two. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It's in his top Planet of the Apes. Planet of the Apes. Whew, man, Planet of the Apes. This is my favorite sci-fi movie of all time. But I think it's better than Alien, Aliens, Star Wars. It's my favorite sci-fi movie ever. But the world building in this movie is the best world building I've ever seen. And the characters in this movie are super fun. And they're really good characters, too. And the adventure, it, it's super fun to watch. And it's very well written as you go through the journey of these astronauts. And then, well, the astronaut, um, as you go through the movie, is he's exploring this planet and trying to figure out like, what is going on here. Like, why are apes the leaders over the humans? Like, what is going on here? And the way they're able to do that is perfect. And I never focus on the makeup in movies. I don't care about that stuff. But in Planet of the Apes, the apes, that's all makeup. No CGI. The way they were able to do that was really good. And the production design is great. They build all these buildings, and it just looks super cool and real. And the buildup and tension to get to the ending is phenomenal. And then the delivery of the twist for the ending with how they decided to do this is amazing. One of the best endings ever. And the movie... And the movie is just an all-around epic with an with amazing writing. So that's why Planet of the Apes is my favorite classic of all time. And that's making me excited for Bridge on the River Kwai because it's based on the book Bridge Over the River Kwai, which is Oh, I should have watched that before. Dude, it's I know I want Swanson's and Troy Barnes' favorite movie, so I gotta watch it. But I wanted to but it's based on from the book Bridge Over the River Kwai which is written by the same guy who wrote the Planet of the Apes book, which Planet of the Apes, the movie, is based on. So I am excited for Bridge over the R- Bridge on the River Kwai. So yeah, Planet of the Apes, favorite classic, but it could become Bridge, over the- Bridge on the River Kwai because I prefer that kind of thing over sci-fi, so you never know. It might become Bridge, over the, uh, Bridge on the River Kwai. If a movie is Ron Swanson's, and Troy Barnes' favorite movie. It's got to be a good movie. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, my number one is X Men Apocalypse. Um, <laughs> I love that this movie. Evan Peters classic. Evan Peters is it? No, I'm just kidding. Evan Peters was actually born during the classic era. <laughs> <laughs> he was born in 1968. He's currently 45, I think. I don't know. Anyway, uh, that's a joke. I don't know when he was born. I don't know. Look it up. Anyway, my number one is also Cinemassacre's number one favorite classic movie. 
It's a mad, 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 mad world. They should have added the extra mad in there. They really should have. But anyway. Yeah, it's uh, one of my favorite. It's my favorite classic movie. It's my favorite comedy. It's my favorite. It's one of my favorite movies. It's my fifth favorite movie of all time. Yeah. Uh, I'm super excited for this because it's Tim Astro's favorite movie. Plus, like, it has an all-star cast and, like, it looks so funny. And, yeah, it's not disappointed. In fact, I was even, like, I was surprised at how good I actually loved it. I was, this movie's three hours long. Yeah, I was never bored. This movie's an epic, an epic comedy. It's, yeah, the characters are amazing cast. Seriously, this movie should have got, like, how the actors did not get nominated for an Oscar. This movie should have been nominated for Best Picture. Instead, it got other Oscars. It might have been, I think, it, I, it got nominated for some Oscars. It won some Oscars. I don't know. I know it wasn't for major ones, but. Yeah, but the game. Amazing. The story is amazing in this movie, too. It's super engaging. You're constantly on the well, edge of your seat, and it's also really funny. Like, there's one scene where, like, these these guys are fighting in the store, and by the end of it, the the entire store is just down to the ground. And, yeah, and, um, yeah, basically the plot is, uh, the, there's, this guy dies at the side of a road. And he tells all these people, you know, there's gold, there's money buried somewhere, and so they they race to go find it, and there's antics happening along the way. And yeah, it is amazing. You know, like the character of Sylvester is completely crazy. He's like one of my favorite movie characters ever, and like great ending too, really good ending. Yeah, it's one of my favorite movies. Actually, it's my fifth favorite movie. Of all time, and yeah, it's a masterpiece. Wow, yeah, it's an amazing movie. Also, wow. great cameos, too. You know, like the three Sto- stooges, Buster Keaton, a lot of great cameos. Wow, yeah. All right, so that is our top 10 classics. Thank you all for listening to this episode. Next week is going to be a special one. We are celebrating our first anniversary of the Super Entertainment Brothers podcast. Whoa, that's going to be a huge week. I know. Dang. Well, next week's going to be crazy anyway. Yeah, graduation and then first anniversary of the podcast. (laughs) Yeah, what are we going to do for that? We need to fix something. Uh, Rotor. What's that? <laughs> you don't know what Rotor is? I don't. It's a... Don't... Never mind. But a Rogue Tour? Yeah, Rogue Tour. Oh, I don't know what that is. Dude, come on. Everybody knows Rogue Tour. Anyway, we'll figure out something. I don't know. Uh, yeah. yeah all right. So, thank you for listening to this episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Next week, we're doing our first anniversary episode for the podcast. So, thank you for listening, and bye. Boy.